this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. Today, we're making mulberry jam. I didn't give you a preamble, I didn't make you wait a long time, or what they call bury the lead for you. I, I just told you straight out what we're going to do today. And why? Because I want you to share the sense of urgency that there may be in your life right now if you have waited till this point to gather your mulberries. If you indeed have any left, by now the squirrels and everything else may have beaten you to them. But if there are some left, or if you're in an area in an area where they're just now beginning the pop, it's not too late. Run outside quickly with a sheet and gather your mulberries because today's recipe is gonna be quick easy and fun to listen to but it's gonna take a long time to make so open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on mulberries are you ready let's get started You know, I really love mulberries. And as a mom, it's kind of counterintuitive to love mulberries if you live in an urban or a city area or in any home that has a mulberry tree in the backyard that may have carpet on the floor. If you don't know why I'm saying that, let me introduce you to something that comes with mulberries and children. Mulberry feet. Mulberry feet are the phenomenon that you observe when children discover that mulberries are, yes indeed, in season, and they run over to the tree and start gathering them and eating them directly from the branches, which is fine until about the second wave of harvesting, at which point they have discovered that they can squish the mulberries under their feet very easily. In fact, that's when they discover that mulberries make a very beautiful purplish color, purplish and reddish. And what happens is they squish it and they make footprints everywhere because they are amazed and they're excited because of the mulberries. And it's all fun and games. It's, it's good fun until they come in and they track those mulberry footprints across your carpet. Which is why the rule is during this season, if you have children, you have a pair of mulberry sandals or shoes and a pair of other shoes. Otherwise, you will be spending a lot of time washing mulberry from your floor. Now, because we've had people listen to the podcast and not understand uh, some things when we are not very clear, I wanted to stop, go over something. One of those things is the mulberry should be ripe before you gather it. It shouldn't be a white mulberry unless, unless that's something you like and that's what it looks like. But most mulberries are going to be a dark purple. Some are only going to get to the red stage before you wind up snatching them off the tree. If you can, try to wait until they're purple again, unless 
it's a white mulberry tree. Then what you can do is once you've gotten them, you're going to rinse them off. And the reason for that is because there are so many birds and other creatures that also love mulberry. And they are going to touch so many mulberries getting to the ripe ones before the ones that they walked over turned ripe. And they leave lovely little souvenirs of biomatter behind sometimes. So definitely rinse off your mulberries. The next thing to remember is that in the case of mulberries, it's almost impossible to take too many in one harvest, in one go. So don't feel bad if you take every mulberry that falls. There will be more until the end of the season. Take these mulberries, rinse them off, and understand that some of them will be bad. So go through them, and I know it's tedious, but it's worth it. You know, it's no more tedious than washing beans, dry beans, before you cook them and looking for stones or some that are no good. So before I go over any more memories, let's get to the recipe. You're going to need a one-to-one ratio here. So if you have a cup of mulberries, you need a cup of sugar. It's that simple. It's one-to-one. A cup of mulberries equals a cup of sugar. However, you can go a little bit lighter on the sugar, but only, only a tiny bit lighter. And if you're using a measuring scale, you know, a weight scale, then you want to be sure that if you, say, have maybe, oh, I guess a pound of mulberries, you wouldn't go under almost three quarters of a pound of sugar. You just, you just really shouldn't play that game because the sugar is what preserves it. So, so please don't do that unless you absolutely have to. The next thing you're going to need is, sh- is some lemon juice. Don't take chances. I know that you can do fresh squeezed lemon juice. I get it. But don't take chances. Just buy the lemon juice at the store if you can. Now, if you only have fresh lemons, that's fine too. Just add a little extra juice. Why? Because... You really want to have that to make sure that your preserve is safe and that it sets up the way you want, okay? The next thing also is that you need to have your jars ready. Only you know how much you're going to make, so, you know, plan accordingly. Wash them and sterilize them, and that includes the lids and the rings. Here's the thing. I know that they are saying that you no longer have to sterilize or heat up um, after you wash them no longer have to heat up and keep in hot water the new lids from a certain company you do what you want I am going by standard practice and if you're very old school you might want to have some butter not margarine butter and a tiny bit of alcohol all right let's get to the next step So you know you've got a half and you've got a one in one ratio, but to do the recipe that we're going to do, we're going to go with an older method, and that means you're going to have to divide your dry ingredients in half. 
although our berries actually dry, if you've touched a mulberry, you know it's not ever really dry. Not really, unless it's been dehydrated. disappear almost, so I wouldn't recommend it. Especially with the number of seeds. But what you're going to do is divide your portions in half. So you're going to need a large container, or small, depending on how many you have, and lay down half of your mulberries, then pour over half of the sugar, and then put another layer of mulberries down, and pour another layer of sugar, through all of the sugar back in there. All of it, put all the rest of the sugar. And you're gonna let that sit, preferably cover it with your beeswax cloth, or you know, saran wrap, or even just a metal a lid, as long as it's not touching it, and just let it sit for about four or five hours. You heard that, about four or five hours. Four or five hours. Now here's the part that you're not gonna like, okay? If you didn't already destem your mulberries before you set them to soak in the sugar, well, you're gonna have to do it now. Now there's a couple of ways to do it. You can do it with a little knife and cut them off or you can do it with some clippers. It's up to you. And you're also gonna have to make a decision. There's a lot of seeds in mulberries. Are you going to leave the seeds in there or are you gonna take them out? Does it matter? It does matter, and I'll tell you why it does matter. It matters because some people get gas. And if we're doing a translation on this episode, I'm referring to flatulence or other stomach upsets. So if you've never eaten mulberries, but you do have a sensitive stomach, you might want to test that out before you decide to make an entire batch of jam that has the seeds. All right, once you've done all this and you've gotten the seed stems out and it's all, you know, down, you're going to get ready to heat it up because the, the juice should have released by now. If it hasn't released, it will release when you're cooking it. When you washed your berries, though, I hope that you did use actual clean water and a tiny bit of vinegar or some people use salt water. I personally believe vinegar water is best. And, or you could use baking soda. Some people use baking soda and water. And it helps clean it and also it helps to get rid of anything that may be living inside your mulberries if you got to them too late. It's a fact of life. Usually if you get to them in the early days, though, it won't happen. So here's the thing, you're going to process this mulberry jam like every other kind of jam, like strawberry jam. You're going to cook it down until everything's all dissolved and groovy, usually about 30 minutes. It depends, it depends. Follow the instructions you would use for strawberry jam. Then you're going to, if you want to keep your seeds, just go with the next step. If not, you're going to use your food mill and get rid of your seeds. You're gonna add your lemon juice to this now. You're gonna like squeeze half a lemon, a big lemon. Here's the thing, and this is a secret I learned. If you add lemon seeds to it at the end, 
it helps with the pectin if you if you add lemon seeds to this next portion where you're processing it a little bit more now during all of this you know you should have had your saucer and the freezers you can test it the whole thing you do whenever you're making jams I believe we've gone over how to make a jam properly in an earlier episode we're not going to get into that today because you already know and if you don't know there are some really good recipes online but it, just to give you a review, once you boil it for the second time, it's not even a boil, it's a simmer, you're going to have a spoon and take the plate out of the freezer and let a little bit of it run down. You know, you're going to put it up with a spoon, let a little bit run down, and that's usually when it's about ready for you to get ready to pour it into your jars. Here's the thing, though. You're going to be skimming off the foam with a spoon, preferably a slotted spoon, while it's cooking this last time. And also, if you don't wanna have that little frothy bubbly thing going on at the top, you're definitely gonna use the tiniest bit of butter in your jam, just to calm it down so you don't have bubbles at the top on your jars. Leave yourself an inch of headroom and go to town with sealing it like we always do. Always make sure there's at least an inch of water above the top of the jars when you're boiling it down in a water bath canner and if you're doing pressure, always adjust to the pressure that you need for your altitude. Same thing with cooking time. I'm adding this because it's very important. Someone was listening to this and didn't understand what I was saying when I said to add the lemon seeds. So I want to be clear. And I took the music off this addendum. When you put the lemon seeds in during processing for the last simmering in order to make everything set and you're using the lemon seed pectin that's naturally occurring, before you jar your jam, you're going to remove the lemon seeds. I just wanted to be thorough. Okay, now back to the show. really don't need to go a long time in processing jam, especially mulberry jam, maybe 15 minutes. You don't want to over-process it. Also, you can always add pectin if you want to and follow the directions there. It's up to you. I'm not the boss of you. However, you know who is the boss of you? And that is the United States Department's um, Office for Food Preservation. They're kind of like the boss of canning in this country, and they have some really good information, so you might want to look into that. Also, and this is just something to keep in mind, okay? Also, add a little liquor to the lid. Remember I told you that you wanted some liquor, some really strong vodka? Put a little bit on the inside of the lid before you seal it. You don't have to, but it would only be like just enough to cover your finger and just put it on the lid, not on the seal but only in the center of the lid. That's what I was taught to help preserve them. Once you've done all that and you've done your canning, you've pulled it out, you've got them setting, and you're gonna leave those alone for at least 24 hours so they can go and you can hear that ping, because we love to hear those jars seal. You're good to go, you've got your mulberry jam. Now listen, and this is important. Always follow safe canning procedures, okay friends? Now some of you, are rebel canners 
and you're not listening to anything anyone tells you, you've got recipes you've used for hundreds of years in your family. I'm not here to correct you and I am not here to judge you. But if you're a beginner, follow all the rules. If you have been doing it since you were knee high to a grasshopper, I can't change you. I can only love you and hope that you extend the grace to us beginners as you do to the experienced ones like yourself. I love all my friends and we're friends, right? Beginner and old timer. So do what you know works for you as long as you know it's safe. I really love sharing sweet memories and these are make these are times to make memories for yourself or for your family when it's canning time. And I hope you'll remember, see what I did there, mom joke at the end, to tune back in tomorrow for here will be another recipe episode of my magical cottage core life. Oh, and don't forget, buy some coffee brand coffee. It's really good. And I'm an affiliate. Use the code cottagecore, capital C, 